Chapter 9. Feeding One's Curiosity. It was almost mid-afternoon, but the sun was still at its very low. It was a little overcast that day like the clouds were brewing to rain. The leaves of the trees were swaying left then to the right blown by the heavy wind coming from the north side of the farm. It was very unusual as it was not yet that season for rain at that time of the year. On the cornfield, blown leaves covered the path. It is the only visible shortcut to the river, as the wind continues to blow cold air all through the village. Pepe likes this kind of weather, as he doesn't like the scorching heat from the sun. He was preparing his gear to venture out to the river again, was very satisfied and comfortable after having a late breakfast. Pepe heads towards the barn to gather some of the things needed for his evening journey back to the river. For all that happened and witnessed the night before, those didn't bother him anymore. It seemed like there is so much confidence in him, and he felt like a different person. At least now he knew he does not imagine things. That he saw a little fairy from the fair folk's land, he's now determined to catch it on his next trip to the river. The thoughts that came back to him after discussing his plan with Miguel made it more defined, and now he has a clear idea on his mind on how to be prepared in case that little fairy shows up tonight again. He began chuckling like he was talking himself as he walked towards the barn. He was thinking of what kind of weapons and personal protection he should bring with him, like maybe a big machete, makeshift shield from a garbage can, a small jar container? He stopped for a while. Hmm, what if this fairy has magical power? What can I possibly counter it with? He muttered to himself. Or maybe I should bring my bow and arrow? He added with a serious look on his face. Then he started to smile and thought he was ridiculous. He figured it shouldn't be too difficult to catch this creature. Hence, while looking for possible weapons from the barn, he just picked up a medium-sized jar and his machete back on the tool shed and then walked out of the barn door and locked it behind him after he picked up two of the fighting sticks he uses for his islander martial arts. He did remember about fixing the canoe. He figured that Miguel must be very excited as well once they patch up the hole so it will not sink. The only place on the river he had never been to is the farthest east side opposite from where the cornfield was. He figured that even though he was a great swimmer, it'd be a challenge to swim across if you consider the strength of the current of water cascading through the river. Some of the elders were saying that it's too dangerous to be on that side of the river. Several people already tried. Now they have been missing or have gotten lost through the mist. They never found their way back. Some say that the fair folks must have abducted them, and turn into slaves. Worst yet may have been sacrificed to the Lord of the Dark. The elders have fabricated so many stories that only the non-believers brave it and have met their failures. Pepe knew nothing different. He was very determined to venture on to the other side of the darkest corner of the river. One thing he does believe was that of the story Don Simon had told him. My son, only the one with good intent and a kind heart will succeed. Pepe has this advice in his mind. He slowly walked out of the barn and made sure that he cleared his tracks. If the servants check the inside will not be suspicious of anything that has been misplaced or missing. They too, were very thorough of their jobs, as they have to answer to Don Simon if they do not follow his orders. Everything seemed clear, so he proceeded towards the house to pick up his other bag from his room. He had prepared it earlier that afternoon after breakfast. He made sure that he had enough water, bread, meat, some warm clothes, and extra kerosene for the lamp and to build a fire. He was walking towards the front yard and saw his parents got into a service car before he could have caught them to say goodbye, they already had driven away. The house seemed so quiet he can almost hear the wooden floor creaks as he walked towards upstairs to his bedroom. But also, 
there was another unfamiliar sound he heard coming from his parents' bedroom. He was curious, so he walked towards the master's bedroom. The door was a little ajar, so he thought one of the maids is there cleaning the room. He slowly peeked inside and saw no one was there. He entered quietly and tried to gauge where that unfamiliar sound was coming in what direction. He looked and listened, stood, and bent down underneath the bed and checked the closet but still cannot determine where that sound he was still hearing. On the far side of the bedroom where the huge old armoire is where the source of the sound is coming from. It sounded like a shaking sound, first, it was low and soft, then, as he gets nearer, it started shaking louder and faster. He opened the cabinet door and in one of the drawers is where the sound was more prominent, where he saw his father put the old box the other day. It was all strange for him, he was more curious, but he was not scared. He opened the drawer, and just for a brief moment, quick flashes of light suddenly burst out surrounding the box then the shaking stops while he witnesses the box open very slowly. Now he thought it was creepy, so he backed away at least a few feet. The box just stayed open. He stepped a little bit closer almost inch by inch, to see if the box would do anything else. It just stayed opened. He then became more interested to see the inside of the box. Now he is more determined to find out about what all of these meant. He was reaching to touch the box when suddenly a gust of strong wind blew out of the box, and the cloth that his father unfolded started levitating up from the inside and slowly unfolded right before his very eyes. Now he thought this was very strange as he can only watch with amazement but felt frozen and can't move. He can't even blink his eyes. For what he was witnessing was beyond magic, like there was a mystical being doing it all but none he can see. The cloth had unfolded fully, and he can see all the scriptures written on it, however, none he can understand. Like a flag, it was wavering in midair. As if it was trying to tell him something. The cloth moved closer to where he was and just circled him as if it was alive, and it's scanning his entire facial features. The lower end of the cloth touches his arm, and then his face. Now for sure, he thought that's the end of him, as he does not know what's going to happen next. But to his surprise, it slowly moved away. For a brief moment, he thought that it made a gesture of a bowing motion towards him. Like a person of a subject, as a respect for a king or a queen. It was strange as if the cloth knows who he is. It just floated for a few more minutes and circled the box a few times. Then as quick as it unfolded, it was as quick as it folded itself back but laid itself outside the box. The whole scenario was just a few minutes long, but as far as Pepe is concerned, it felt like it was an eternity. At this time, he regained his full consciousness like he suddenly got unfrozen. He was contemplating whether to get near it or not. He looked a little closer to see and just preparing himself for another surprise, but that was it. Inside the box was the book like a Bible. On top of it was a golden ring with a sculpture of an eagle. On its chest, three diamonds studded in the middle of the ring. For what divine intervention that just happened, he believed that the cloth was trying to show it to him. He picked up the ring and took a closer look at it. He tried to read the inscription on it but written in Latin. Because he was very fluent in Spanish, he was able to make out some of the words. From his little scrappy translation, he read. The left index finger, where, three times he muttered to himself. Just like a kid as he was, it was what he did exactly. He slid the ring to his left index finger. The ring suddenly shifted, as he was again startled and almost fell backward. The ring fitted snugly on his index finger like it's custom fitted for him. Then again, for a quick second, he saw a burst of energy. 
Now he was amazed. With a smile on his face, he raised his arm in the air and tried to gaze on the ring around his finger like a kid that just opened his first Christmas gift. The grin on his face suddenly became a smile and then a burst of loud laughter, like he just won a big fight. He stared at it for a few minutes until he's convinced that all these strange things that he just witnesses, Don Simon already had warned him about its power. Now he was back to his original senses, as he was trying to take off the ring, but it seemed like it does not want to come off. He pulled and pulled, but the ring seemed to be glued to his finger. He phases and walks and phases inside the room, just getting frustrated with not knowing how to take the ring off his finger. The thought in his mind, if his father finds out of his devious misconduct of going through his father's personal belongings, for sure will be in so much trouble. He might as well forget his freedom. He will be locked up inside the house and will never see daylight ever. That's how he knows his father's strict ways. So now, he was getting a little bit frantic, and then it dawns on him the small inscription in Latin. Three times? He muttered to himself again. He once again tried to pull it three times, and still, it did not work, tried it several times but no such luck. The ring doesn't want to come off. Finally, he was about to give up. He decided he might as well wear it because if it doesn't come off, it makes no difference. He was in big trouble anyway. He twists the ring and not aware of his action, he twisted it three times around his finger like going to admire the craftsmanship of its design. Suddenly, a quick burst of light, the ring just came off his finger and just lay on his right palm. It was a sigh of relief for Pepe, he is already sweating it out. Immediately he placed the ring exactly where he got it from and put the cloth back inside the box. He then closed the box, pushed the drawer closed, and secured the armoire's door tightly. It was quite a moment for Pepe, as it was the second strangest thing he had to witness other than the encounter with the ferry by the river. He then hurriedly left his parents' room and grabbed his bags, and stepped out of the house so fast like he was in a big rush. He stood at the front door and stared at his parents' bedroom window and now thinking if he was able to return everything properly so that his father will not suspect him being in their room while they were gone. Wow, what was that all about? He said to himself while he wipes off the sweat of his forehead, then he turns his back, walks towards the village, to the Cuevas's house in a hurry.